Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. We are counting down our series, our faith series. We only have two lessons left after this one. This lesson is a conquering faith. This is lesson 12. Okay, so Apostle John. John, if you remember, is one of the original 12 disciples. So there's actually five books in the New Testament that are attributed to the Apostle John. And those books are, remember, of course, the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the Book of Revelation. Now, it is interesting that these books, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, is actually associated with him writing it while he was in Ephesus. He's in his old age because in those books, he addressed uh, the saints as my little children. So basically, the letter probably was written while he was there in that region around AD 80 or AD 90. It is kind of believed that he passed off around AD 90. So what is interesting is that during this time where he writes this book, I want you to notice that the word world, that it has actually three different meanings. It can mean the planet Earth as a physical existence. As noticed in Acts 17, 24, it says, God that made the world and all the things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples with made with hands. So that is more of a physical sense. And then as a world, as a human inhabitants, Notice in Luke 2 and 1, it says, It came to pass in those days that there was a decree that went out through Caesar Augusta that all the world should be taxed. And then last is as a system of values that oppose God. And if you notice, uh, that is actually in John 14, 17, it says, Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So it's a value that opposes God. So the idea that would become full-blown this Gnosticism. This actually occurred in the second century AD and why I'm looking, emphasizing Gnosticism because what we're going to talk about is how John defe defeated this theory because it was threatening Christianity. So basically uh, Gnosticism belief were that salvation came through knowledge. Okay, so knowledge but also emphasized that Christ was a spirit who didn't exist in bodily form. So Gnosticism believed that Jesus was the spirit ascended out of heaven and came into him during the baptism. And then after, when he was crucified, the spirit left his body. So in other words, he never became a man. He was just possessed with a spirit. Hmm, something to think about. Okay, so let's get started. Here we are in 1 John, the fourth chapter, verses two to three, and it is entitled, The Conditions. And, and actually what John is doing when he writes this right here, he's actually trying to give the saints, the, the readers of his writing, discernment. And notice here in verse two, recognition. It says, hereby know ye the spirit of God, 
Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So that's discernment because the verse prior to this, he's telling them to try the spirit to see if they are from God or not. But here he gives a definition. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus, now I want to emphasize the word Jesus here. Now, Jesus is not actually, it is not a name that is, that we can think about like our name, like my name is Mickey Baker. So I have a first name and a last name. So Jesus in Christ is not his last name. What Christ actually means is Savior. Jesus is his first name. He is known by Jesus. So Jesus the Christ, uh, Jesus the Messiah, of uh, Jesus the Savior. Basically what it's saying is that he is flesh. In other words, Jesus is a God-man. He is actually God. So when we look here at this verse here, which is the reality that every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not of God. This is an antichrist. So when you deny that God came from heaven and dwelt in a human form, you are denying Jesus Christ. Now, that is important because basically Christ died and his sacrificial blood is what cleansed our sin. And notice now, John is a Jew and he's writing because after Jesus died on the cross, they did not stop animal sacrifices. It continued. Actually, it continued until AD 70 when the temple was destroyed. So if Jesus did not come in the flesh, then he didn't have a body to sacrifice or blood to shed. Thus, it was essential that Jesus be not only fully God, but also fully human in order to make this salvation possible. Now that is important for you to understand is reason why John is writing this. Because even in that day and time, you have Antichrist, people denying that Jesus, our uh, God, came down in the flesh and was a child born of the Virgin Mary, lived among us for 33 years, and then died and made that perfect sacrifice for us in heaven. So the question I want you to think about is, how do you recognize the spirit of Christ, the Antichrist, in someone today? How do you recognize the spirit of Antichrist in someone today? And then we're going to dig a little bit deeper and ask the question, what, is the, what role does the Holy Ghost play in a believer's life? Okay, now we're in our next outline. This is 1 John 4, 13 through 17, the encouragement. And I want you to notice this. This is the Holy Spirit, verse 13. If you read this verse too fast, you're going to actually miss what John is, is saying. See, what John is saying here in this verse is that he wrote, not only is the Spirit dwelling in the heart of the believer, he and us, but also that we dwell in him. Now notice it. It says, hereby know we that we, that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit 
See, this is what Jesus said in John 15 and 14. Abide in me and I in you. See, our relationship with God is not a one-way street. As God give us his spirit, we give God ourselves and we dwell in him. That is so unique. Because in the next verse, it states, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. I want to talk about that for just a few seconds. That Jesus is the Son of God. God dwelleth in him and he in God. What This is the reason why Jesus was crucified. Because he made himself equal with God. And the Jews said that was blasphemy. And they crucified him. So we confess that Jesus is God. Basically what that is saying. And once you realize that he is God. And then God dwelleth in you. And he in God. So that's that three way with us being there. Jesus is dwelling within us. We are dwelling within him. God is dwelling within us. And we are dwelling within God only because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And then if you notice the relationship. For we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And that he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So the key thing I'm to take away here is that God is love. And as we dwell in God, that love of God is dwelling within us and it is demonstrated in action as we've learned in the other lessons. So herein is our love and it used the word perfect. A lot of people say you can't be perfect, but notice what the scripture says. That's the judgment. Herein is our love made perfect. It's made perfect because God is dwelling with us in us. We are dwelling within him. There's a relationship and that relationship produces, it is perfect by love. And that we may boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. And we are replicating Jesus. And we're going to be have boldness in the day of judgment when that day comes, when we're going to have to appear before God. In the day of judgment, that's the beam of judgment. When we appear and we are rewarded for the things that we've done. Think about the one they gave one talent, three talent, and five talents. And the one that had one talent went and hid it. And the reward of those other two men received the talent that the one had because he failed to use it. He failed to exercise it. And that's what God, God saved us to exercise his love. Here is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. So the question now I want you to think about is in your prayer for in your prayer life, how should you balance the fact of God's love with the fact that he is holy? Ah, something to think about. Then we're going to dig a little bit deeper. How do we ensure that confidence does not become arrogance? that turns others away rather than attracting them to Christ. Because we can only attract others to Christ by our love, not by our arrogant behavior, but by our love. And then the last verse, we jump to the fifth chapter, the faith, continual. 
for whosoever is born of God, notice the word overcometh. Notice how he uses this word overcometh. Overcometh the world. We talked about that world. And that that is victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And notice the next word. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth in Jesus is the Son of God. Emphasizing again. Once we have that belief that Jesus is the Son of God, then we can overcome. Notice he used the word overcome, which is victorious. Victorious in our living. This does not have reference to victorious in getting rich. But victorious in overcoming the, 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 uh, the wiles of Satan. Overcoming this worldly culture. Uh, the things that kind of set us away from God. Because remember now, the world is in enmity with God. And then the next question is, what? how do we overcome the world by showing the love of God? So my lesson learned from this is, I can, over, I can only overcome the world through the faith that Jesus is my Savior. And who is the Son of God? See, this, this faith allows the Holy Spirit to empower me to become an overcomer. This action also results in a demonstration of love. So I feel that this lesson encouraged me and empowered me, empower me to be an overcomer. And as I become an overcomer of the world, I can demonstrate love. Now, but don't to remember it is the only way to overcome the world is through faith in Jesus. And I want to repeat that again. The only way to overcome the world is through faith in Jesus. Like I always say, see you in Sunday School. We have a weekly podcast on Sunday at 6 p.m. The meeting ID is 642-382-0755. And the passcode is CU123. I want to spend some time right now and look as reflect back on this lesson. Remember, the key verse was, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Just think about that for a few seconds. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. You know, we have to learn how to allow God to talk to us. This lesson is not, it's not about feelings, but it's about faith. Our feelings sometimes deceives us. But when we trust in God and have faith in Him and allow His love to dwell in us. We can have victory over this world. I'm a prayer. Heavenly Father, 
thank you for your love expressed in sending your son to die for the sins of the world. Empower us to overcome the world and model your love to others. As we do, may we look ever forward to the day of your son's return when we will share in his glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.